This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Hello, Laura. Hello, Victoria. Laura's boobies are well and truly on display today, everybody. They really are out, aren't they? They They're look fucking massive. Fucking huge. They're so big. You've got wonderful bazookas. They look bigger here than I think they actually are. Maybe because it's cut off like right by your underboob. So it's literally yeah, just your tits on a plate. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Well, because I I bought some under I mean, I don't really know what size I am. Like we've previously established two buys my underwear, but I actually did buy some underwear for myself. And I got two different sizes. Fucking hell. I am not the smallest size. <laughs> I was putting it on last night. Was my, it was like the bra was under my tits and my nipples were completely out. So oh like, my God. Fucking hell, like Lord. A, like a peephole bra. It wasn't even peephole. It was just full on out. There wasn't I hate even that, any peepholing. You know, when you get like just weird extra boobage. I always get one that yeah. kind of pops out the side. I, yeah, the so worst. the one that I'm keeping because it's for a photo shoot that I'm doing. No, um, we'll, we'll, uh, I'm going to delve into this. I'm going to ask you some more questions about the photo shoot. But I'm keeping it even though I've got a whole lot of other side boob and shit because I'm thinking once I've posed, because I basically don't have enough time to get another bra set. Yeah. It will be all right. I'll be able to style it out and they'll be able to and like hide the, the side mm. boob. Yeah And back boobs I also get I was just going to say that I was like That is the worst thing for me Even though I'm pretty slim I have such massive back boobs I just have a lot of Fat It is fat isn't it I just have a lot of fat everywhere I got a fatty back (laughs) I do have a very fatty back But I have very fatty sides as well And like my stomach You know when people are like Oh my god Look I've got this bit under my boobs You know like It's almost meant to be part of a six pack But it's just a roll of fat I've had that I've had that forever Yeah they're my chipolatas They are chipolatas Yeah I've had I've always had that They're like proper handfuls They look like yum yums You know those donuts Yeah Yum yum under each tit That's what I've got It is a yum yum (laughs) If only they were edible And then when I take my bra off They just get Evolved Evolved Not a word They just get like Tucked into my boobs That's what happens Sometimes as well I feel like those stick out More than my actual boobs Which is (laughs) devastating I'm not gonna lie It's like Oh what I need a bra for those Um, Yeah that I've got those Seriously You know what That is actually for me That is my 
the one thing in my body, well, there's probably a few things I don't like, but that's the thing that I really dislike in my body. I'm like, why are you there? Go away. They just never go away. And I've had them always, even, you know, when I was a whippet, I had them. Yeah, I've always had them. No matter what size I am, it's always there. Yeah. I feel like it's my bra that's pushed down and created Maybe. this extra fold. <laughs> so tell me about your photo shoot. What's going on with your photo shoot? Sexy. So yeah, it's like a it's like a female body positivity photography company called Liberty Photography. So if you want to follow them, they're amazing. Absolutely. I followed them for a really, really long time. And I know it's going to sound surprising because I always get my body out online, but it's quite an intimidating thing for me to think about going to a photo shoot, A, being beautiful and B, having someone else photograph me that isn't Steve. So it was like, shit, this is, this actually feels quite scary because I will probably be doing new pictures and I've never done that before. And I just thought, I'm going to do it because oh, it's so exciting. I just, you know, it is, it's not going to hurt me. It is an experience that will no doubt be something I can tick off my list and be like, yeah, I fucking did that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that I don't have a perfect body. That's what they're there for. They're, they're there to celebrate. So I think, and let me just double check, but I'm pretty sure it is Liberty Photography UK is what they're called. And also those uh, photographs you will have those for the rest of your life with your little wrinkled old granny shitting yeah, in the bath and go I fucking did that and go look look at me this is what I used to look like I might be shitting in the bath now but look what I used to do <laughs> yeah so that I'm just yeah I'm doing it but I'm doing my own hair and makeup and I and I've got to be there for 8am so I just think I'm going to roll up looking like a bag of shit and be like, I'm sorry, you're going to have to just work with what you've got because this is really fucking early. Do you know what? You need to get those um those little under eye gel pad things that take away the puffiness before you do makeup. Yeah. Especially because you're not an early bird, are you? No, I'm not. Like eight o'clock to it is probably for me, it's like everyone else is 10 a.m. That's what eight o'clock feels like to me. Yeah, so 8 a.m. to me, like to have to physically be there and be present with hair and makeup done. Are you fucking kidding me? What time do you have to leave to get your kids out on the school run? Half eight. Half eight? That's so fucking late. What time do they start school? Quarter two. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you lived like a 10 minute drive away. I do. (laughs) All right. Okay. So you leave at half eight. So uh, I have now um, entered the world of the school run. Yes. Discuss. How do you feel? Uh, so I dropped Oliver off this morning for his first ever day at school and, uh, it was very emotional. Oh, he was very sweet and he woke up really early this morning. Um, he's had two days off, finished nursery on Monday. We've had two really nice days of him where we went to the natural history museum, spent loads of time like me, him and Rob, his granddad came down yesterday to see him and he absolutely Mm. loved that. Um, who FYI, I opened the front door to and literally wasn't wearing a top, like, (laughs) This guy, John, put your fucking babes away, all right? Nobody wants is to see he, him. Is he stacked? No. Oh. What do you mean? Like, hench, like, you know, yeah. built. Yes. Is he like Mel Gibson? He's stacked on pork pies. That's what he's stacked on. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is where, obviously, this is something that Rob must have inherited with the, the inability to do up his shirt buttons. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I see where you get it from now. Style. Um, it, it, he had like two buttons done up and just, it was just open. <laughs> I, I actually had to message Laura to tell her, 
And so my father-in-law's here. He might as well not be wearing a shirt. I said I want to see a picture and you never sent me one. So I'm really disappointed because I did genuinely want to see the uh, unbuttonness of his. I want to see what his dad looks like as well. He's got um, he's got a lot of hair. He's got like a ponytail and massive beard. Long Has beard. he? Yeah, oh he looks gosh. very like 70s hippie, basically. Um, anyway, so he was here, and then uh, yeah, Oliver went off to school today, and we've we've talked we've talked about it so much. I I hope that we prepared him enough, yeah. and I feel like we did. But he woke up really early this morning, and I think it was probably partly down to him being a bit anxious. Yeah, of course. Um, so he came into our bed this morning. We we're just having little chats and stuff, and then on the way there, he was super happy. He was like singing sing songs and all sorts. And we got there, and there was a big queue of people. We joined that, then went into the playground and. He kept it together. He didn't cry at all. And he we just went off and he seemed very happy and mm. content and everything. But then Bless as soon him. as I saw that little that little head that he had like his massive oversized backpack on that's you know the size of him, and he just sort of went in in his little school uniform and oh my oh, god, daddy crying. And then his teacher was like, Oh, you can hang around here if you want for a bit in the playground. You can have a little sneak through the window just to make sure he's okay, or whatever. So we did that, but we didn't want to, I just didn't want him to see us and then no. you know, wig out. So we sort of stayed for about 10 minutes and then we left. And um, I How was Rob? Cried. He cried. We both cried. Uh, but it was very sweet. And um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to picking him up later now and to seeing how his day went and everything. It won't be long, mate, before all of a sudden you're like, I can't fucking wait for you to go to fucking school. I know. I mean, I'm dreading the holidays already. We were talking about it yesterday, just the logistics of childcare over all the bloody holidays. We've not had yeah. to deal with that before. And then Bob being like, uh, oh yeah, I've only got seven days of leave left until April. I'm like, oh, fantastic. So that's amazing. All the fucking holiday, the uh, childcare then will I. Let's not even talk about Rob, who I left him in charge of one fucking job before the school set up this morning. Do let's just, let's just, you know, let's think about this, Laura. You know yeah. Rob now, you know. Do you think he completed the one task that he was in charge of? No, of course he didn't. <laughs> What was his one job? To make sure that Oliver's polo shirts were ready for today. I did the rest <sighs> of the school uniform. All right. Everything else I did. The PE kit, the trousers, the jumpers, the shoes, the blimp soles. I sorted all that stuff out. He's got one item of clothing. He put them in the tumble dryer two days ago and forgot about them. And only remembered this morning and literally took it out. And it was like crumpled rags. They were so creased. It was insane. And then we don't iron. Like we're just not people no, that iron. We don't iron. Couldn't fucking find the iron. Steve does. I don't. Does he? Well, maybe yeah. he has to for work. Right? Got yeah. Annoyingly off. shirts. They have to be ironed. Yeah, even shirts, I don't bother. I only buy stuff that is that doesn't require ironing because I will never wear it. This requires ironing. I don't iron it. I just go out crease and I think, well, that's just the look. Well, that material's all right because that kind of like viscose stuff, isn't it? So it's not too crumply like when oh, it yeah, does it's get really, it. It is really is bad. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. As in like it's so crumpled that it should be to my knees and it goes above my knee because that's oh, really? how crumpled up it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we, we've then we had, was like, right, we're gonna have to find the iron. We don't iron, also, we moved house, couldn't fucking find the iron. It took us 20 minutes to find the iron, found that, and then plugged it in. And it's been so long since anyone's used it, it's, it's broken. So it was, oh. <laughs> it's like lukewarm. Oh, I saw it. Did you use your fucking hair straighteners? No, I use my fucking hair straighteners, that's what I did. I use oh, my hair straighteners, mate. they saved the day. And I only managed to get one done. I'm not ironing 10 shirts with a fucking pair no. of hair straighteners. So, why have you got 10? I bought him 10 t-shirts. 
that's excessive because otherwise I'll, I'll just have to wash them all the time they're bloody white they're going to get filthy he's going to have to have a new one every single day you know people actually considering toby goes to an infant school which means there are a large proportion of small children there parents actually pass comment on what toby looks like when he comes out of school really not in a negative way as in like he looks what? smart no 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 oh. no as in like what the fuck happened <laughs> Did he, what did he roll in? Like and yeah. every day he comes out of school and it's got his white t shirt will be black. Yeah, like, that's what I'm I saying. I don't get it. I don't, I, I can't, can't fathom it. No, I think they're just filthy, rotten scoundrels, kids, aren't they? Yeah, so there we go. It's been a really emotional morning. And here mm. I am now doing podcasts. Bless so aware that my day is so short now. I would always have yeah. till five o'clock to do shit. And now I'm like, oh my God, I've got to leave in like two and a half hours. It goes by really quickly. Yeah. But I, I genuinely, I, I know somebody who is a school teacher and I actually joked in the park yesterday because our kids go to the park after school. And I said, um, oh, fucking hell, I wish, you know, the kids could stay in school until 5 p.m. And she looked at me and I was like, obviously you don't because you're a fucking teacher, but I, I do. do. <laughs> I would happily pick my kids up at 5 p.m. Oh, oh, yeah, that just makes it feel like a cold work day. That's what. Yeah. I, that's the one thing that has become so apparent with Oliver going to school is just how the system is absolutely set up against parents. Yeah. Pretty, and everything. You know, it doesn't matter how you look at it, predominantly women. Yeah, Although, you it, know, is. It, it is. But it is, it's massively women. It's that whole domestic load scenario mm-hmm. situation. Like, it, it falls on the women. And that's exactly yeah. what happens with you and Steve. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen with me and Rob. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so angry because it yeah. feels so unjust but it it's is. not even like it's not even like rob wants it to be this way he wants to he he wants to do more he'd want to be able to pick up the kids yeah. every day steve would happily share the load Luke. yeah but if he were to share the load he wouldn't be able to work full time and we require him financially to work full time yeah and it's really frustrating because there is there is no let up there's no like I don't know. Flexible working still feels like such a battle in yeah. a, a lot of workplaces. It's just very infuriating, Victoria. It is. Predominantly, you will be the main port of call if anything goes wrong. Yeah. And if you have a job that requires you to be in work, you just won't get fucking paid. Well, yeah. then your bills don't get paid. But yeah. also... The bill's not being paid or your child being left in school or, you know, they fucking break their leg and they can't go to school. Oh, okay. Well, what do I fucking choose then? I've got to choose the kid. And then I've just got to try and somehow figure out how the fuck I'm going to buy food. And that's what a lot of parents, you know, it's a a regular struggle. I know. And 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 that's that's with like two two people as parents, like, you know. If, if you're then a single parent on top of that, it's oh, just like, it just feels like an impossible battle yeah. to fight. Like my sister is a single parent and she's got two kids, at, one's at primary school, one's at nursery. And I see her, how much she struggles. It's just a fucking nightmare for her. And mm. there's no, like she works full time in London, central London. Like she has to leave the house to get to work at by eight and then she doesn't get home till 6 30 and without the support of like my mum doing a lot of the drop up and pick up and stuff she is fucked fuck you men yeah i i big up to all single parents listening to this right now yeah you are 
Fucking you hell. are the real bloody superheroes, mate. They are. Like, they really, really are. I genuinely have no fucking clue how you do it, but also how you've done it in lockdown. Yeah, I know. Bringing that into the equation. Especially if there isn't, like, you know, some people, like, they'll have weeks on, weeks off because they've got partners that kind of, you know, or ex-partners that share the load. But if you don't have that person to tap out to, to be like, oh, okay, it's your weekend. Yeah. Fuck off. Bye. See you later. Yeah. Then... Oh my god! Just how it's just the relentlessness of having the kids all the time like that, it, and it is relentless. Um, I don't suppose you got a uh, icebreaker this week, have I you? Do. Oh, I do. And I feel like I feel like it's quite an exciting. I say I feel like it's quite an exciting one. I don't know because the, it, we we might have to go strategic here, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. All right. So the zombie apocalypse is coming. <gasps> okay. Who, are the three people you want in your team? I think we're going to have to wipe our children out of this, otherwise they're automatically going to ruin it. There's no way kids are allowed. No, because they'll just we'll let them go cry. first. They'll be terrified. Whenever we watch them, uh, like you know, Walking Dead or whatever, and they they had the baby. We're like, mate, there is no fucking way that that baby is surviving for longer than a, a, like half a day maximum. It cries all the time. That baby never fucking cries unless there's a woman there to breastfeed it. it then it's like, how's it going to survive? You can't give it anything but formula. Where you get where the fuck are you from? getting that formula from on right, such a regular so- basis? By the way, you're probably looking at at least one box a week. Yes, <laughs> no twenty four hour Tesco yeah. around the corner. It's <laughs> yeah. like unrealistic that is i mean not to mention the fact that maybe the zombies are slightly unrealistic but don't put a baby in a zombie movie yeah don't believe it uh, right the three people i need i mean robbie's 100 coming because yeah. that man is so fucking handy he could fashion a water filtration system out of an old sock and a hose pipe wow so he's a real not ray mears yeah sure. no he's more like ray mears He's going to whittle a bit of wood <laughs> he can into use a spoon. Bumhole wiping skills to whittle us all some wooden instruments that we need, not to like play. <laughs> you could use his bum hair to turn it into some type of woolly jumper. True, that would keep us uh, warm yeah. and cozy through the Little winter. Warmer. So he's definitely one. Is this like just anyone? Famous? Anyone. This is the wonderful thing about this. It can be anyone. Now, the thing is, we're going to need to repopulate Earth, aren't we, as well? Yeah. So I just, Rob's, you know, he's sterile now. So he's yeah. no and good I to me. And I no more kids. I will, I'll have one in a zombie apocalypse. If there's nothing else to do, I'll have I one. I fucking won't. I have just said, don't bring a baby into it, but I've changed my mind. It's mainly because I just want to have sex with this person. Go on, go for it. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> I'm just going to bring um, Ryan Gosling, just for lols. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just for like, sexual needs. Just mainly for insemination. He's so purposes. fucking beautiful. <laughs> he came out of a sex to me because he and Eva Mendes have got like three kids. She's dead. So he a, a zombie ripped her face off. She's not there Got anymore. Got rid of the kids. <laughs> the kids, they're gone. I've replaced Eva. Ofs. I mean, Ofs. pretty much identical. Absolutely. Um, and now I need one more person. I need to bring some minge because I'll obviously just, I don't want to hang out with two men. Do you want to come? Aww. I feel like you would be so fucking useless though. I would. You're dead wood, mate. I am. <laughs> You know what, though? I am actually very, very good in an emergency. It's true. You have told me about a lot of emergency situations that you've been in. I go I go into automatic, like, fucking, yes. Autopilot mode. mode. Autopilot. I know what I need to do. 
All right. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be very good in that situation, though. I think I'd be pretty fucking useless. What are your nunchuck skills like? <laughs> I'd give it a go. I'd probably smack <laughs> myself in the face. I would love to see you in a nunchuck. Fucking hell. <laughs> you know, if you're like battling off the zombies. <laughs> it's got to be one of my female besties because, you know, so that would be either you yeah. or Leanne. Yeah. Um, I mean, Leanne would be pretty funny, but she can't run very fast. So... I reckon you got you could get quite a bit of speed here. You've got big old long legs, haven't you? Um, you'd have to ask Steve about that. I think <laughs> he would probably have to politely decline your <laughs> your suggestions of my long legs and how fast I am. I'm mm. more of a flailer. A flailer. Yeah. Or um my mate Jenna, she's pregnant, so don't know. No, she's out. Yeah, she's out. But um, she could help repopulate. That's true. Or my other mate who definitely <laughs> She might survive five minutes. She's like allergic to life. So she'll probably have a little, like the time we ate magic mushrooms and then after we'd eat them and she was like, oh, I forgot to tell you I'm allergic to mushrooms. And like her whole fucking mouth had swollen off and the airwaves were starting to close in. It was like, maybe you should have told us that before we took hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> That's amazing. She was all right. She survived. I'm allergic time. to mushrooms. <laughs> Just fucking ate some. Maybe it's a different kind. Mate, yeah, we've literally just chewed a handful of raw mushrooms, mate. <laughs> so it was the one and only time I was 19 years old, many, many years ago. What, so who would your three be then if you're taking on this apocalypse? I'd have to take the bell because uh, he, he knows how to um, effectively cope with me. Um, I I would take um, Bear Grylls Yeah Yeah standard Not not because in any way Shape or form Would I want to repopulate The earth with him Not even remotely Um, And you made a good point About needing it There to be another female Because I'd need a companion Yeah And I'd need someone That I can talk shit to Yeah but I don't feel like he'd be very good at a crisis. <laughs> I just feel like it would be a lot of your twiggy little legs, just like. <laughs> the, the thing about me, though, is that I'm really practical. Yeah. I can build shit. Let's just fucking take each other. You bring you bring um, Ryan, you bring Rob, I'll bring Bear. I'll bring Steve and then, and then us too. Actually, we'll be all right. Yeah, that sounds like a barrel of goddamn laughs. Bear has survived. You know, I have watched intense uh, uh, Netflix episodes because Toby is obsessed with him. Is he really? Yeah, obsessed. You do know that he's going to make us eat grubs and will probably like make I don't know smoothies out of his shit. That he's filtered through a cow's Yeah, but intestine. to be honest with you, if he knows I'm not going to fucking die from it, then that's fine. Because the problem with me is I would be like, oh, look at all these berries. Let's just forage for them. <laughs> Let's just make it into something. And he'd be like, fuck no, Laura. Slap my hand out of the way. Don't touch them. They're poisonous berries. <laughs> so true. He knows yeah. things that we do not know. <laughs> well, a lot, Toby watches his Netflix series where you have to choose the thing to get him to the... The uh, end bit. Okay. And uh, I know a lot about what you should and shouldn't eat, thanks to Bear. Oh, there you go. That's brilliant. Bear would help us all crawl into the carcass of a camel and stay there overnight, you know, with perfect. Room. Perfect. And, you know, I, what can I bring? I can identify magic mushrooms so we can all get our tits in the process. <laughs> yeah, but that's what Bear does. So you're going to have oh, to someone else, mate. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so I guess this is the point that we move on to the facts that I haven't prepared. I'd like that. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Let's see what we've got in the old tidy up time. Let's see if there's anything to tidy up this week. Anything in the bank. Um, so hello, just listen to last week's podcast and I may have a solution for your foxes, Vix. Oh, oh. the fucking foxes. You know what they've done now? Bloody bastards. I mean, they're shitting on everything. They were, they they curled a turd off the, onto the top of my wheelie bin outside. Just left it. It's so it's a wheelie bin. It's like there's a, we have an actual bin in London that's for willies. That's like a witch that <laughs> shoves willies on trees. You just have it. To, <laughs> I just put them in the recycling bin. Um, done a fucking shit on top of that. Little bastard. You know what? I think they're going to go into overdrive when your extension starts because they're not going to be able to fucking cope. Yeah, that's what I did think. I was like, it'll either get better or it'll get worse. Pissing on everything. It'll get worse, isn't it? You know what? Ask your builders to piss in the back garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could do that, couldn't I? And not a lot. I wouldn't have any qualms with no, doing it. I'd be like, can you do me a favour and just it's piss fine. in the back garden while you're working here because it will get rid of foxes. Yeah. And they'll be, they'll be all over that. Yeah, because they haven't got a toilet to use. They're outside. Obviously, they can use my toilet, but they'll be out. Say, surely you'd let them I don't the think toilet. they're like really in the house because it's all at the back and it's all sealed off. So I don't think they can come into the house. I don't know oh, yet. We'll house. find out soon. Um, so yeah, the other yesterday, uh, Edith took out a shoe, one of her shoes, one of Oliver's shoes. The fucking fox stole Oliver's shoe. That's gone forever. They so- are obsessed with shoes. Why? What is, because I we were going to put wellies in the back garden, not wellies, wellies in the back garden and plant in them. Yeah. And Steve is quite precious now because he doesn't want foxes digging in our garden because of the new grass. And we came out and the foxes had been digging in the grass and they'd fucked around with the welly boots and they'd stole one of them. Steve was like, it's a fucking welly boots. Yeah. Because he Googled it and he was like, they are obsessed with They love footwear. shoes. They love mm. footwear. What's that about? Um, so they stole it. And then in Edith's one, they did a piss in it and then did a shit right next to it. Cheeky workers. You need to stop leaving shoes in the garden. I know, but it was Edith. She took it out. She was playing and she just took two. So I, I forgot. I forgot that she'd taken the shoes out. And then the next Rookie. Moment, Rookie trying mistake. Look, trying to look for them. And then Oliver was like, what? Because <laughs> he's really, you know, particular, Oliver. And he got really freaked out that the fox had taken his shoe. Um, so here's a tip anyway, apparently. This, I don't know if this works. Being a hairdresser, I've heard over the years that human hair scattered in your garden keeps foxes away. Don't know if it's a myth or a fact, but worth a try. So either pop to local hairdressers and ask for the leftover hair or just grow out the minge and scatter. <laughs> yeah, you could you could do what the person I was I had uh, told you about that emptied it into the back garden and then it just kind of stuck to the concrete like shit to a blanket. <laughs> do that. Yeah. Pubes obviously have a real sticking consistency to the ground. There's absolutely no chance in hell that I'm going to a hairdresser and picking up the scaggy ends of strangers' hair. No, but can you, like, how would that conversation go? Like, you go into hairdressers and say, hi, I just, can I have your leftover hair? They think you had some type of weird fucking fetish. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do with it? Like, you were going to go out and then, like, start sticking it up your bum or something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sniffing oh no thanks um i don't think i'll be doing that i'm not definitely not going to try that one um what else oh and then oh, okay and then another little one we just had someone report back and um, they went to a pole dance class oh. as like exercise and said i couldn't hold my own body weight so i just slid down the pole and sat on the floor straddling the pole <laughs> that's what i'll do i have established two friends who really want to do it too oh well there you go then you can go with them yeah, I just need to obviously find an appropriate one that I can go to. 
do it. Do it. Uh, that's it for me. Don't have any facts this week, Soz. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Uh, come back next week. <gasps> Tell you what, um, just thinking about that, it is Gynecological Cancer Awareness Month, Laura. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? No, I didn't. So I thought that next week we could do like a very Fanny-centric episode. Yeah. Now I can get some facts around vaginas. I mean, it sounds really depressing, doesn't it? Like, and cancer, but I think Mm. it would be really helpful though. Do you not think so? Yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) Everybody loves laughing. Everyone's going to listen next week because of what you've just said. (laughs) No, No, it's important to bring awareness to the vagina and how important it is when things aren't normal. Oh yeah, that. And uh, also I bet that our lovely listeners have got some absolutely lol smear test mishaps. I think that's yeah. what we should share. Because who doesn't love a smear test? Who actually goes, I love one of those. I, I love know. it. I look forward to it every single time it comes around. But for the love of fuck, no matter how much you might not like it, it's important to bloody do it. Oh no, you've got to do it. Got to, to do go it. for your smear test. I know some people that have never gone for one either, which oh, I think is... That's madness. Mm, it's madness. It's like, you know, we've all got to do things we don't like occasionally. Yeah. For the greater I've good. i go to the fucking dentist. I don't like the dentist, but I still go. So would you like to have an agony aunt then? Yeah, why not? Right. Hey girls, love the podcast so much. I just need some advice on body image and sex. I'm a virgin and I reckon I will probably always be a virgin until I'm at least 30. Nothing wrong with that, but I would like to have sex soon. This is all down to my body image. I have stretch marks everywhere, body fat and rolls. And to be honest, I'm not the prettiest. Due to this, I never meet guys. I'm awkward around all guys and I've never kissed a guy either. When it comes to sex, I'm terrified, not even about pain. I'm still, I am still scared about that, but about how I'll end up looking. And even if I do have sex, I'll probably wear a big shirt with the lights off. Do you have any advice to help me love myself a bit more? Bless her. And you know what? I, you know, I can really resonate with that body image thing, which I know obviously doesn't sound like I would, but I, I suffered horrifically in my younger years and my teens and everything. Like I never got naked in front of Steve. I never liked people seeing my body. I felt so self-conscious. I always felt like I was odd. I felt like my body was weird. So I can really relate to that and how terrifying it is. I mean, I, you know, I've obviously been in a long-term relationship, but if I was to come out of that long-term relationship, the the fear of rejection over my body would be huge, I think. Yeah, I've, I've had the same, especially when I was, you know, in my teens and my early 20s. I was so, so self-conscious about the way mm. I looked. It's crazy. Just it's so consuming though when you're in that place, isn't it? Mm. Just feeling so paranoid about every part of you, not wanting anyone to look at you. What can you do to ease that and to move into like a more positive sense of self? I suppose. Does she masturbate? Because if she doesn't, then that like you don't. She can't just jump straight on the bandwagon of being like, I'm just going to put a shirt on and have sex with someone because it's not going to solve the issue. No. 
therapy is is obviously that's where we go in gonna go to therapy but it's also it's not very easily accessible because to refer yourself to eye talk over body images issues okay that that could be an option but it's not it's not frustratingly it's not enough yeah um and it is also a service that is so horrifically overrun at the moment that the wait times on it are ridiculous so i think working on her self-esteem would be huge and i've had to do a lot of that this year so a lot of self-talk and you know knowing that that doesn't fix overnight and this won't fix overnight this is a real it's a lifelong thing isn't it yeah definitely just it's that's the thing you want it to be an immediate solution don't you but there but is no there is I don't no think and I don't in all honesty I don't think that you can ever solve it there's no. too many outside influences that affect the way we feel about ourselves that are out mm. of our control that are really subconscious as well that just, mm-hmm. you know, penetrate your fucking mind and brainwash you into believing. Like, why doesn't she think that she's the prettiest? But she's definitely got to work on herself. Yeah, that is the that is the most important thing because without that, I think she'll just really struggle. Yeah, that's, it's just, it's a fucking minefield, but I think it's a minefield that so many women, and you hear of a lot of women after they have children or if they go through something dramatic with their size, that all of a sudden they don't want to have sex anymore. They've lost their virginity. You know, they, they've done all of that. And now all of a sudden they don't want to have sex because they kind of feel ashamed of how they look. I just think, I think that's what I'm saying. Like as women, it's just, I do feel that it's, it's almost impossible to completely avoid being affected yeah. by body image. By the patriarchy. By the fucking patriarchy. Yeah. It, it is though, because it's, it's in everything that we see. And it's mm-hmm. the fact that only one body type is celebrated mm-hmm. at the end of the day, really, that's it, yeah. isn't it? Predominantly, anything, yeah. Yeah, anything that falls outside of that. And it's not the norm because that that percentage of people that actually look that way, particular way, is so fucking narrow. It's just genetically, no, not that many people look like that. It's like you think when you go to the supermarket, how many people do you see that look like Kim Kardashian, for example? But, but how much work has Kim Kardashian had yeah, to get and to then look like Kim too. Kardashian? So it's like she already had the genes that were going that way, leaning that way anyway. And then on top of that, she's had a whole fucking lot of a surgery. A of surgery. Like so much. Like it's probably cost millions of dollars to look yeah. that way. It's like that is not. That's not normal. That's not what normal people look like. Again, that is a real self-esteem issue. So this particular lady that's written in and said she has clearly huge issues with her self-esteem and self-worth, like (laughs) it doesn't matter what scale you're on, whether you have money or whether you don't have money, that self-esteem and that sort of wanting to be accepted by society, it's kind of there across the board. Um, exactly yeah. and it is just about kind of finding those tactics of being able to work on that for you and it isn't it isn't overnight you've really really got to work hard every single fucking day you've got to work hard against but I'm not good enough because that's probably what she's thinking but I'm I'm too ugly but I'm this and I as a teenager I always thought I was really ugly you know I I thought Steve was paid to date me. Like I, I had horrific self-esteem issues, but the biggest problem was I never tried to fix it back then. So I'm having to try and fix it now. And it's fucking hard work because you've got all these years of like believing you're not strong enough or beautiful enough, or it's that not enough. 
you have to replace the not enoughs with, but I am enough. Yeah. I am beautiful enough. I am strong enough or I am worthy of a, a person that can treat me nicely. And it's, it's, but it's fucking exhausting. So basically what we're saying then to her is that you need to do, you need to work on your own self-esteem. That's the most important thing out of everything because without changing your mindset and the way that you view yourself, then you're never going to feel any other way, but no. that's not necessarily just going to be an easy journey that happens overnight. It's going to take time and just little steps every day, isn't it? Yeah. And also like if she hasn't already f- figure out her own sort of self-discovery of pleasure as well, because just because she's not had sex yet, it doesn't mean that she's not entitled to feel pleasure. No. So and, get you know, t- and, and tickling your bee, babes. Yeah. Just like figure out what the fuck it is you like, you know, yeah. you're, allowed, you're allowed to do that. That doesn't make you wrong because you've done it the other way around if anything that's probably a fucking good thing don't start a sexual experience expecting a man to be able to do it because they fucking won't know what they're doing no and then i think as well with her feeling awkward about men the more that she works on her self-esteem and once that starts to build up a bit i think that stuff will then just come much easier anyway definitely without a shadow of a doubt i think if you have better self-confidence you know how to be around men and hold your own and then also if there's someone that you really fancy it doesn't matter how bloody confident you are I think they can just turn you to jelly anyway do you know what yeah. I mean and you can just get really like Mmm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I know that's why I'm like yeah I'm like that's really awkward and that's now when I'm fairly confident yeah so I think I'm fairly confident would you say you're fairly confident now about what just about you like your self-esteem no I'm still definitely working on it yeah still it's still a work in progress but then I think it always will be yeah, it's, it's, always... it's definitely coming easier because I've worked on it so much, but then it's still a, a, a conflict of like the replacing the negatives with a positive. Yeah. Because I think that like our knee jerk reaction is to think, but but what if? And then just go like to the worst case scenario, which is probably what she does. And that overthinks that whole situation. And then she's like, oh, I can't do it. It's so it's so weird. Isn't it? I find like just day to day, mine can really fluctuate. <laughs> Yeah, and no, me, me too. Me too, massively. So like one day I can be like, yeah, check me out. I'm doing all right. I'm this, I'm that, and the other. And the next I'm like, oh my God, everything is shit. I'm so shit. It's like if I flip between those two. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing that I'm trying to eradicate in my life is that flip where, yeah, working against the grain of that rejection, self-rejection. I can have a conversation with myself now when I'm in that negative frame of mind that I could never do before. Which is a tool. That is a strategy. And being like, no. Yeah. And I think that was definitely something that like when people would say to me about you build your own, you make your own strategy. Like, you know, I have strategies of how not to go back to that place. I think what the fuck is a strategy? Like I don't understand it. And now I understand it is that thing of like, when you feel yourself spiraling that you can go, okay, this is what I need to do so that I don't end up feeling like a bag of shit or feeling like I'm, you know, never going to lose my virginity or whatever the fuck it is. It's those strategies of, of self-help. Yeah. And bring you back to the moment, I think, a man as well. Is not, in the nicest way to say it, I love, obviously, I fucking love men, but a man, a woman, you know, whatever you're into, they are not going to fix how you feel about your body and no. having sex with another man is not going to fix your self-esteem. I think it's about accepting, Where accepting you yourself. 
basically, isn't it? And you don't just wake up one day and go, oh, I'm just going to accept myself. It's yeah. not that easy. It is, it's really fucking hard work, but yeah. it's something that if you do, it will be there for the rest of your life. And it does get easier. The more yeah. you put, it's like anything, the more you practice it, it does become easier and you can stop those negative voices yeah. faster. Yeah. Now, like I yeah. found that I can stop them. I can just be like, mm, no, we're not. And doing I think them. that's the other thing. We are all having negative voices. Yeah, we all go through it. But you know, and then just that that feeling of like that negative voice is not a reality. It's a thought, and it's not real. So me believing I'm not good enough, it's not actually true. It's just no. what I think about myself, and it's a big thing. It's a massive part of what we're entitled to have. But yeah. we don't often give ourselves. You are beautiful. No matter what they say. <laughs> um, right, lovely, lovely. Let's round that one up. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Dad, should we have a little story? I've got a story. You've got a story. Come on then. Let's have a story. Okay. Hi, ladies. Going back to your episode about hairy ball bags, a few weeks ago reminded me of when my fiancé and I just started dating. We were due to go away on holiday and he asked me to wax his back. So my fiancé handed me the wax strips and I started warming them up in my hands. I ripped them apart and could tell they were pretty old. He wanted me to continue to try using them. So he rolled onto his front. I slapped one half of the strip on his back, gave it a rub and pulled it off. The wax stayed on his back and the paper came clean off. After much picking and rubbing, I managed to get it off. He stood up to find some newer ones to use. However, much to my delight, the other half of the wax strip had adhered itself to his dick and pubes. As he had unknowingly rolled onto it in the heat of his body, had warmed it up nicely. The strip performed in exactly the same way as before. So when I pulled the wax stayed attached to his skin and hair (laughs) (laughs) and the paper piece came straight off we spent the rest of the evening rubbing baby oil on his pubic region in the most unromantic way possible tears running down my face I've never laughed this much in my whole life (laughs) I've had exactly the same thing happen like with those bloody wax chips it's the ones you get home isn't it it's like you just rub them up in between your hands and the worst thing about them is that when you do the Yankee, you still get the pain of having the yank but thing, it doesn't take anything but off. nothing comes off. And yeah, then you're just stuck there. with a hairy, waxy patch. Oh, I've, I've tried to, I actually got sugared for the first time yesterday. So my legs and my bikini line, she tried to do my armpits. My armpits were fine. Yeah. Um, and oh my fucking God, my, my <laughs> shins. And my <laughs> pubic area, oh my God, I was just like, I'm pretty sure you've just taken skin off. She was like, no, I haven't. I was like, that's so bad. Um, I, I hate waxing. I hate it. But I've tried to do it at home before because I've been part of like me feeling very self-conscious. I've never had the confidence to be able to go to a lady and say, can you fucking wax me? Because then I've been like, oh my God, but what? She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're so hairy. So it was my friend who is like just about to qualify as a waxer. So I got her to do it. Um, so that is the, that's the first time that you've ever had anyone ever. else wax you because of that reason. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is pretty incredible though, that you've got, to a place now where you're able to do that. Yeah, well, I was just like, okay, this is what my body looks like. And actually, this is what I look like when I'm hairy. Yeah. And fuck it, I'm just going to let someone wax me. Yeah. Um, and she was lush about it as well. She was really good. But I've tried it at home. I tried it my bikini line. And I just, I, I genuinely came up with the biggest blood bruise ever. 
Oh, really? Well, she pulled so fucking up. And yeah, no hair came off and all the wax stayed on. But I mean, I've never, <laughs> obviously, to, to get it stuck on pubes and a dick, I mean, fucking That's hell. That's a whole other story. Yeah. So I, I've like, I used to use those self-wax strips all the time when I was growing up. Probably for the same reason as you, I felt like a bit embarrassed to go to, uh, you know, a proper place to get wax. I did it a couple of times. Um, but I, I also found that whenever I've had it done like professionally, it's just always made me look like a fucking shaved turkey. That's what I look like. It's like I've been like proper plucked turkey. I just want to, you know, so are you part, is are your lips the wing? Like, where, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I just imagine like these little bare lips that look like a turkey's giblet. It just looks so ugly. Then you're like, oh, wow. That, oh, wow. I thought I... Generally, I generally think I've got quite a nice funny. It's quite, it's actually quite attractive. Mine's inoffensive. Yeah, it's all right. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's doing right. Uh, it's, it's, it, I, just, I don't mind it. But then as soon as I get it waxed, like to the point of near baldness, it's like that is a fucking ugly minge. I don't like it. But then I don't, I don't like a bald minge. I like hair on mine. Yeah, me too, me too. I must admit, I feel like the bush is coming back, as in like, I don't know whether it's an age thing for me, but I just think I used to shave it all off. And I think, how the fuck did I do that? Because it doesn't, to me, it's not pleasing on the eye. It's just a little pair of bare burger buns just hanging loose, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and I I like to have... I like to have hair on my goddamn vagina, but yeah, it's just so do I, I don't want to have like the stragglers on the outside. They're all gone. Like I'm looking at them right now, and they're gone. It's the beard, isn't it? It's the old um, the sideburns. But I have really bad bikini sideburns. Well, that's why you see, because I've got the, I'm getting lasered now, aren't I? And yeah. uh, mine are near gone. They don't now when it grows back. I've had three sessions, and when it grows back, it's like fifty percent less hair than it used to be. And that will eventually all go when I've finished the session. I think it's eight sessions I've got. That it has been life changing doing the laser in, and it's it hurts. It does hurt. Oh, does it? Yeah. The first time it didn't really hurt, but she's upped it up now. She's like put the you can put the strength of the laser up. Last time I went, she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I think you're ready for this now. And the last two times have been sort of really bearable, but then this time I was like, ah, because <laughs> it's a little hot. It's like like that. Little flash of light. Um, is it hot? It's so. You've had a tattoo, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like it's a bit like tattoo pain. Oh, I'm out then to have your whole fucking legs done <laughs> and my underarm. She says, and she's just about to have a whole sleeve done. Yeah, I know. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Can't fucking wait. When are you getting that done? Like December. All right. The downfall of having an actual good tattoo artist do something. Yeah, you have to wait though, because that is a big commitment. That's for life. Mm-hmm. So if it is a, if it's a good one and you wait for it, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he's fucking good at what he does. That's really exciting. Um, yeah. So my armpits hurt more than my pubes do because the pubes aren't as dark. The darker the hair, the more it hurts. Oh well, then I'd be fucked because my yeah. pubic region's really dark. It got to the point with my armpit where I was like, I really was just, I was like, I'm gonna have to tell her to stop in a minute, and then she stopped. But it's really weird because it's like a little burst. And it feels like someone's flicking your skin with an, an elastic band. Yeah. And then you see the flash of light and it smells like burnt hair. Oh. <laughs> but it's it's so like it's it tra- it's changed. It's changed it's my revolutionized life. how you see with my pubes yeah. mainly. Not the underarm, not so much. Like I have noticed that, but I don't know. It's just not having to worry about having a job. Well, not that I worried about it. It was just seeing it all the time, be like, oh hello. 
Mick Hartnell's out again. <laughs> so lesson is don't use out of date wax strips, I think. I think lesson is just don't use wax unless you are professionally trained. I'm yet to speak to a person that says, I wax myself and doesn't have some form of qualification in it. Will you go back though? Will you go and have it done again? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah, I'm in now. Yeah, the th- I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in that. The things we fucking suffer, eh? I know. But Bloody I do really hell. like my uh, lady because she's my friend. So we have That's a good old nice. fucking chin wag. Okay, so I've got a little story for you. Hello, you beautiful humans. Thanks for being you. So a little backstory. I was 16 and my boyfriend was 18. So you can imagine we were really young and horny. I'd been on a family holiday to France. And as I got out of the Euro channel, I got a phone call off my boyfriend who was high as a kite on ketamine and morphine telling me he'd been airlifted to hospital because his leg had been trapped in a potato harvester. She's got to be in proper like farming country. So the next morning, his mum and dad picked me up and we went to see him at the hospital, which was two hours away. So one of the days we went to visit him at the hospital, the doctor told him he was allowed to go for a shower, but he decided that no one could help him except me. So off we went in a wheelchair to wash him, leaving his mum at his bed. When we got into the shower, he announced in panic he needed to shit, but he couldn't move quickly. Oh God, but he couldn't move quickly. He's got Crohn's disease and was stark bollock naked. So off I went to find a bedpan. Oh Lord. So Crohn's disease is when you shit a lot, I believe. Yeah, Crohn's Crohn's disease, disease. you have massive issues with like the bowel intestine area. After he'd finished, he apologized and handed me a disposable bowl of his shit. It's like one of those hospital bowls. Hang on, he's in a wheelchair and he can't move. Where the fuck did the bowl go? He must have like, Stood unless up and, he was like, maybe he got off his wheelchair. But when were the, what did he shit he from just, height? I need, he I need it, uh, maybe he just slipped it underneath at an angle. I would not be able to shit like that. No, I don't think I would anyway. That aside, I began to help him shower. One thing led to another and we began to have sex right there in the shower next to the nurse station. Well, after that lovely warm up, the sexual warm up of um, here's a bowl of my, here's a paper bowl of my shit. Do you want to fuck me? <laughs> and also watching him shit into it. Like, exactly. oh my God, I'm so erect right now. <laughs> so after making up for the two weeks we had missed when they hadn't been together, we sat and cuddled for a moment when I realised he began to pass out. <laughs> This just gets better and better. I began to panic, realizing he was passing out and I was completely naked, meaning I couldn't pull the alarm for help. So I had to put the cold shower on him very, very quickly. And luckily he came round. Oh my God. I can safely say six years later and two children, we're still as happy and still laugh about it. (laughs) Oh my God. That's fucking amazing. A potato (laughs) harvester. So it got trapped in the, what a week for this fella. He got trapped in a potato harvester. Had to be airlifted to hospital. That's what he said, wasn't it? Yeah. Airlifted to the fucking hospital. Then his girlfriend comes and he has to shit in a paper bowl in front of her. Then they have sex. And And then then he passes out out from the sheer exertion of the whole situation. I'm guessing his leg is okay. (laughs) I'd say so. (laughs) There's nothing about Steve being in hospital having had his leg crushed that would make me go, I feel so horny right now no i know i don't even like I everything like about hospitals. a hospital no it's them. like such a sterile environment isn't it oh you know what you know what really bugs me about them and this is why i really didn't want to give birth 
at, at our hospital as well. So settled at home birth. You can't fucking open a window. No. Like, why can't you just get some fresh air in that establishment? I don't yeah. understand That's it. That's why there's so many fucking bugs in there. I know. And it freaks me out. And it's just, it's so hot. Like everywhere's so hot. Yeah. It just smells and then it's, like it's, poo. It's, it smells like shit. And yeah. it, it smells like old piss. Yeah. But I just don't like them. I, I would like to avoid them at all costs. Yeah, there's not my, it's definitely not somewhere that I'm like, oh, I'd love to have sex there after yeah. rub a shat into a bowl. But I guess that's a 17 year old girl and an 18 year old boy. That is boy. true. Maybe back in I the day. I probably would have done back then. When I, I had less morals. Anywhere. Yeah, same. I didn't think about stuff like that. And did have sex anyway. Yeah. It's funny that, isn't it? You just, you don't have any sense of consequence, do you? I think uh, for me, it was just the thrill, which I know obviously lots of adults have, but for me, it was just the sheer excitement of doing it somewhere where I probably wasn't meant to be doing it. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now that instills me with absolute terror and fear. Yeah, now I'm like, I can't fucking do that. I'm a mum. Yeah, that's it. And it's like the repercussions of it. Oh and also gosh. because there is zero opportunity for Steve and I to have any spontaneity because our kids are always with us. And I don't want to have sex with Rob anymore, most and importantly. I yeah, I don't want to have sex with Steve. <laughs> I'm not having sex in ages, actually, so that's a pretty good point. Uh, all right, so next week then, if um, you'd like to send us in a smear specific story we'd love a smear test story we'd love a funny smear test story um but yeah send us your smear stories you send them in Norway uh via our gmail which is noholesbarpodcast at gmail.com or laura and they can head on over to our instagram page at noholesbarpodcast and slide on into our dms and continue to rate and subscribe if yeah. you so wish to do so yeah because and, we love um, it we love it. And like we said, next week we'll um we'll share some funny Smith stories. Oh no, wait. No, we need to do merch. Yes. Fanny flannels are on sale now. Fanny flannels are on sale. We probably should have mentioned this before. And willy wipes. And uh, if you want yourself one, we ran out last time, didn't we? Really quickly. Yeah. We had like limited stock the, the last time. The willy wipes more. sold out, I think, in like 10 minutes. Yeah, mental. So yeah. if you want to bag yourself one of those, makes a very nice little cheeky secret Santa gift, I think. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Christmas already. But uh, this that, is... Which I, I detest and love, I have to say. Yeah, but uh, come on, we're like marketing people now. Are we? <laughs> Fucking hell, that's terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they also make for just a wonderful birthday present to your husband, dearly beloved. Your mother-in-law. Dad, granddad. Father-in-law should get yeah, one for my father-in-law. You should, and maybe some buttons. <laughs> maybe some buttons. Yeah, I need some moob oil for him. Moob oil. Get those on. Stop those nipples chafing against that material, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, they're lovely. So go and buy yourself fucking flannel. Oh, and and uh, watch the space because uh, there are other exciting. Things. Yes, this is our soft launch, whatever that means. Um, but we just do. We're just starting off. We're teasing you with the flannels, and we'll be hitting you with more merch over the next fortnight. So watch Ooh. this space. We're and so excited. That's it, isn't it? We've done yep. tick. We've done everything that we're supposed to have done. Yeah. Tick. That's it. All right. All so, right, uh, it. Vic, I guess all that's left to say is see you next, see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Ta ta.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.